Number two, they are eternal. They live. Are you following? Amen. Fathers, we get into your word. I pray that your spirit will quicken our understanding. Your spirit will quicken our spirits. That we will rise and change our generation. That we will rise and touch lives. We will rise and realign spiritual destinies of nations. We will rise and realign destinies of our homes and destinies of our families and bring a desired change in our generation. In Jesus' name. And everybody shout amen and hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you. I just want to continue from where we ended off last Sunday and probably the coming Sunday, God willing. The life that we live, the life that we live as principles, You may understand them sometimes. Sometimes you may not understand them. But the life that we live has principles that governs it. The God we serve has principles that he operates with. The Bible you carry is a book of principles. You honor them, they bless you. You disrespect them, they disrespect you. You love them, they will do great and mighty things for you. Father, bless our children in the name of Jesus. The life we live as principles. All is governed by principles. You violate them, they will affect you. The God we serve is a God of principle. The Bible we carry is a Bible that is based on principles. You may call them scriptures. You may call them teachings. You may call them God's word. But at the end of the day, those are principles. Or you may call them instructions. You disobey them, they affect you. Let me say it again one more time. The life I live, the life you live, is based on principles. The things we do in life are based on principle. The car you drove has principles. There's the braking principle. There's the gas principle. There is the serving principle. You break one of those, uh, you, you get in trouble. If you decide to simply drive a car, for the sake of driving a car, you don't service it, it will break down. It doesn't matter whether it is the best car you have. 
the most expensive car. The manufacturer will tell you this is how this car is operated. And these are the things concerning this car. And so it is up to you. You say, well, I'm going to drive this car. And when gas is finished, I'm going to put in water. Go ahead and do that. Or you may go to the gas stations and say, well, this car I always put in petrol. Now I'm going to put in diesel. Go ahead and do that. Just because diesel looks like petrol. That does not mean that the car will run on gas or diesel. Because the manufacturer indicated to you that this car runs on petrol or diesel. The God that allowed us to come into this world designed principle for us to live by. You may call them instructions. You may call them scriptures. You may call them teachings. Whichever way you may want to call them, at the end of the day, those are principles to live by. When the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, God called Moses on Mount Sinai and says, I have ten principles. Now, to people, those are commandments. But as far as God is concerned, he says, this is what is going to govern them. And on top of the ten, he added another 660 laws. Laws concerning health, laws concerning what they should eat, and he says, if you don't observe them, I'm going to kill you. And so every time they disobeyed, he killed them. And he says, if you obey them, I will bless you. And every time they obey them, they were blessed. And that is important for you to understand. As a child of God, but also as a human person. Turn to someone next to you and tell them the life you live is governed by principles. It's not luck. It's not chance. It's not a feeling. You may have feelings. <laughs> Sometimes you may be lucky. But at the end of the day, you have to observe certain principles to live a good life, to live a healthy life, to live a productive life. The marriages that we have, they are governed by principle of submission and love. You, you observe them, you're okay. You don't observe them, think that I'm my own made self-man, you get in trouble with your marriage. As simple as that. Everyone say principles, principles. Principles, principles. Say principles. Shout that ten times. Get up on your feet. Look for five people and tell them your life is governed by principles. You violate them, you are in trouble. Ten people. Tell them. Life is governed by principles. Principles. 
not chance, not lack. Oh, 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 And one of the principles that can bring you grace in life and bring you grace and glory to your life and bring multiplication and bring honor to you and bring the riches you are seeking for is a principle called honor. A principle called what? Honor. Honor. Whatever you honor in life, you attract. Let me say it again to you. Whatever you honor in life, you attract. You may call it respect. Whatever you honor in life, you will definitely attract. If you honor money, you will have money. If you honor your boss, you will keep your job. If you honor your parents, you will live a long life. Everybody say honor. 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 In the Old Testament, they didn't pray for long life. God simply told them, honor your father and mother and it shall be well with you and you shall live long. As simple as that. What did he tell them? Honor. Your father and mother, and it shall be well with you, and you shall have what? So if you want to live a long life, don't go to God. Simply honor your parents, and they will bless you, and you will live. Are you hearing me? The principle of honor. The principle of honor. The principle of honor. You honor God, you will attract God. You honor the anointing, you will receive it. You honor the servants of God, they will bless you. You dishonor them, they will curse you. It's up to you. Honor. You honor your husband, he will adore you. You honor your wife, she'll be your best friend. 
You dishonor her, the marriage will break. As simple as that. Whatever you honor, you will attract. When you look in your life and you have not received certain things, check your perspective about honor. Everybody say honor. Everybody say honor. Here is Isaac. Isaac is old, the Bible says. And his eyes are dim. And he felt in the moment that his days to die are about to come. He knows that any moment from now he is dying. It may be the next two days, the next five days, the next one month, the next two months. He doesn't know, but he, he feels that death is not far. He's old. At this time, he's about, about, about 90 years old. And he's old. He's, 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 he, 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 he feels that he's dying, and he calls his son. He says, hey. Listen, my son, I want you to come. He says, I want you to get your quiver, your bow, your spear, and I want you to go to, to the bush. And he was very specific. And he says, I want you to give me, to get me this type of a meat. And when you get it, nobody should prepare it for you. I want you to prepare it yourself. And after you prepare it, I want you to bring it to me. And when you bring it to me, and I eat it, and my soul is happy, then I'm going to bless you. He's not talking to a stranger. Mark that. He's talking to his firstborn. He has servants. He has flocks. He has all kinds of things. But he knows that for his son to be sustained in the years to come, there has to be a blessing that he has to release upon his son. So that in the days when he is gone, the blessing and the grace and the anointing he has imparted upon his son will guide his son in the days to come. That the, 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 the blessing will be a defense against any kind of poverty and sickness and disease. The blessing will establish his son in the days to come. The blessing will, 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 will overlook his well-being. He, he knows that what I'm going to release upon my son will take care upon my son for many years to come. The man I have, but the money is not what he needs. The, 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 the cattle I have, but he doesn't need the cattle. He needs a blessing from me because, because, because money can come 
and money can go. People can come and people can go. But he needs something more valuable than money. Are you hearing me, somebody? He needs something more valuable than people. Because when he has that blessing upon his life, it doesn't matter what comes his way, the blessing will sustain him. And many people think that when you have money, you've got it all together. Many people think that when you've got a position, you've got it all together. Many people think that when you have a car, you've got it all together. No, there's nothing permanent in this world. Don't you ever say, neighbor, there's nothing permanent. There's no job that is permanent. If somebody hires you, he has the power and the ability to fire you. And even if you stay on the job, retirement is going to come. Like some of us are about to retire. Mr. Mugans. Some of us are about to retire. Not because we want to retire, but old age is knocking at the door saying, Sir, 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 retire. But, but, and Isaac, no, is rich. I want you to know that. Isaac is rich. He inherited all the wealth of his father. And in the process of time, God blessed him. And he has the gold. He has the silver. He has the diamonds. And he looks in everything he has and says, no. I want to give my son something that will always ensure that money keeps flowing. Mm. That power keeps flowing. That regardless of what they take from him, that blessing will always, will always restore. That regardless of what they do to him, that blessing will always restore it. And in the days of Isaac, there were wells, for example, that his father dug. And then the Christians went ahead and they closed them out and they persecuted them. But the blessing, everybody said, but the blessing. Said the blessing. Say that again, but the blessing could not allow them to completely take them because at the end of that day the king himself says Isaac what is it that I can do and says well my father dug wells and your people closed them and eventually the wells were restored And even up to this day, one of that well still exists in Israel. That's where Jesus sat when he was discussing with the Samaritan woman, Jacob was well. Make it a little bit spiritual. Listen to what I'm going to say. And everybody I said, everybody, every time I say, listen.
You have to listen. The blessing that Jacob, that Isaac prayed was that blessing that sat on the well when the Samaritan woman came. Omokisa, Isaac Agoyasava, Gwegogwala Bisibwa. The blessing that Isaac prayed was displayed uh, the uh, to the Samaritan <laughs> the blessing was seated at the, at, the, at the well and its name is Jesus now and so he says to him son get me um, something and when you get it to me it's not for God. Because in the nations of the world, God, listen what I'm going to say. And listen very carefully. God established his headquarters in a person. There is always a man or a human person in every generation that carries a certain grace. That carries a certain anointing. You see, these are principles, but you know, you live a life of disrespect. You think you can do whatever you want to do. Simply because I look like a human being to you. I may look like a human being to you. But spiritually there's something that I carry. That can realign your life. Amen. I'm telling you. Now, okay, let me show you a few scriptures. Because you people want scriptures. Okay, go to the book of Genesis. Chapter 12. And let's look at something. Genesis chapter 12 from verses 1. Let's look at something here. Are you there? Now the Lord has said, I'm Abraham, get, get out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. The next verse. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and then thou shalt be what? A blessing. Then he adds the next verse. And I'll bless them that bless you and curse him that curse you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now God is saying to Abraham, my brother stand up, you come. And he says, Abraham, I'm going to raise you. And everyone on this planet called earth who wants to be blessed has to come to you. And when they bless you, I will bless them. Amen. But when they make a mistake and they curse you, I will curse them. Question then, can you bless whom God has cursed? No prophet can help you out of that. No witch can help you out of that. And some of us are operate under such curses. Life is principle. 
And so you meet Abraham, you think it's simple, because it, it, it looks like an old man to you, he's a bald-headed man. He talks like you. He walks like you, he eats food like you, but he's not like you. Spiritually, the embodiment of the grace of the Almighty God resides in his spirit. So be careful what you say about Abraham. Be careful. Because God cannot hear your prayers until he hears his prayers. God cannot honor you until he honors you. If he has a grudge and tells God, God is going to hold you responsibility. Now, let me give you another scripture. Go to the book of Hebrews chapter 13. Quickly, please. Oh, Pastor Eddie. Oh, you look so, that's your seat, sir. By design, by order. Pastor, our father. But you want And you have to go to your father. Balabe <laughs> says he looks good. I would like you guys to buy him another suit. Buy him a suit. God bless you. God bless you. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Because when his soul is happy, he will release a blessing upon your life. And you need a blessing more than your job. Do you know that we don't take care of our pastors? When did you guys buy Pastor Mr. Muganzi? The principal. You see, you must learn that. I have a pastor friend of mine. He's one of the pastors who has one of the biggest churches here. Every time he hears that I'm here, the next day he will call me and go and buy me clothes. It makes no difference whether every time he hears. Every time he hears that, that I'm in town. 
All the clothes that I'm wearing, including the shoes and other clothes. Do you know how much um, right now? There are some people who know how to tap on That's what you don't understand. God bless my people. God says go back to Abraham. God says, go back to Abraham. And when Abraham releases the blessings, whatever it is that you're looking for to bless your family, God will do it. Let me tell you something about God. Not everybody can get a blessing from God. Now, okay, let's go to Hebrews now. Chapter 13, from verses 15. Because, you see, once we align ourselves with these principles, the blessings will flow. The grace of God will flow. The anointing will flow. Are you hearing me now? By him, therefore, let us over the sacrifice of praise. That's the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. The next verse, please. But to the good and to communicate, forget not for such sacrifice, God is well pleased. The next verse. Now, it comes. It says, but to do good and to communicate, Neglect not, because with such sacrifice, God is well pleased. Now, it comes to verse 17 and says, Obey them, listen to that. Obey them that have rule over you, and then submit yourselves. Not just obey, submit. Whatever they say to you, just say yes. If they say bring $500, just bring it. Pastor is taking our money. I'm helping you to give you a blessing. Okay. I don't know how you guys now, the Bible. This is the reason. For they watch over your souls as they must give account to God. That they may do it with joy, not with grief. Why? For that is unprofitable for you. In the presence of God, I'm the one who speaks about your things. Things concerning you. Before you, you crack me up and insult me, think about it. We're tired. They're tiring us. Are you tired? You will be poor all the days of your life. One day David was coming with a praise. And his wife looked at him and despised him. And immediately the Lord closed his womb. Now. Another example in scripture. Let's go now to. Oh, that particular verse. Okay, give me. Your pastor says message now. Give me the message version in that scripture. Read. Everybody read. Be responsive to your pastor leaders. Hey, this is powerful and heavy. Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of your lives and work under strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of their leadership. Not is gradually. Why would you want to make things hard for them?
Oh, you see, I can pray. God is a God of principles. Quit insulting God with your ignorance. Now, let's look at another scripture. Come, Abraham, come. I want you to go to Genesis chapter 20. And I want to look at a scripture now. Are you there? Genesis chapter 20. And I want you to read quickly from verses 1. And Abraham John from Entra, the south country, and dwelt between Kadesh and Shah, and sojourn in Gerah. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she's my sister. And Abimelech, the king of Gerah, said and took Sarah. The same mistake he does in chapter 12. Yagamba Pharaoh. Kakari he told Pharaoh that that was his sister. Now he got and now the king the says, man, I'm, take, I'm going to marry your sister. Read the Listen next verse. <laughs> everybody, everybody say, but God. God. They took whose wife? Abraham. But who came? God. Whose wife did they take? Who came? If you take my stuff, who comes? If you talk about me, who comes to you? Now, in a dream by night, and said to him, Behold, thou art a dead man. God himself says, you are dead. Hey. For the woman which you have taken, for she is a man is wife. <laughs> the next verse. But Abimelech come near her and he said, Lord, will thou slay also a righteous nation? I did not touch this woman, God. <laughs> Look at the next verse. Said he not unto me, she's my sister. And she even herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands. Now, question. When God comes to you, when you attack me, can you tell God in that innocence? Insult knowing, knowing what you're doing. In the innocence? Are you going to respond to him in innocence? Now, go ahead. Look at the next verse. And God says that to him in a dream. Yes, I know. That thou didst not integrate of thy heart. For also I withhold thee from sinning. Not against Abraham. But from sinning against me. Because Abraham is my property. Out of Abraham the Messiah would come. So that lineage has stayed intact. Not polluted by anything. And I'm guarding it. You see. And he went on to say. Kakadi for example. Pastor Eddie come here. What you and me don't understand, or what probably people don't understand when we are beginning in this church, that because of our sacrifice, you will have a place of worship. And many others will come 20 years, 30 years, and that is God's interest. 
And so you destroy the man that is carrying the torch. God will hold you responsible. Look at the next verse. He did not wrong God. Now therefore, restore the man his wife. And then he added now, for he is a prophet. And he shall pray for you. And thou shalt live. If thou restore her not, know that thou shalt surely die. Thou and everybody you have. God like, uh, forgot to say that to them. You know, these principles, God is, he has no respect. A prayer cannot, cannot deliver you. God did not say, I'm going to bless you. And he said, no, 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 no. Abraham is the one to pray for you. I don't do that. So whatever your business is, if Abraham bring me the proposal, I will hear, but not you. Think about that. Good. Now, go ahead and say, read the next verse. Therefore, Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants. <laughs> Maybe about 400, I don't know. And told all these things in their ears. And the men were sore afraid. Look at the next verse. And Abel called Abraham and says unto him, Why hast thou done unto us? What have I offended thee? Thou hast brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin. Thou hast done deeds unto me that you ought not to have done. The next verse. And Abel said unto Abraham, What sowest thou? <laughs> That thou hast done this thing. Go on the next verse. And Abraham said, because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place. And they will say, slay me for my wife's sake. The next verse. And yet indeed she's my sister. She's the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. The next verse. And it came to pass when God caused me to wander from my father's house that I said unto her that this is thy kindness which you shall show me at every place where we shall come. Say of me, he is my brother. The next verse. And Abraham took sheep and oxen and men servant and women servant and gave them unto Abraham and restored unto him his wife. Everything you do as you do unto me, bring your blessing. I just wanted you to understand that. Now, look at the next verse. And Abraham said, Behold, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases thee. The next verse. And unto Sarah says, Behold, I've given thy brother a thousand pieces of silver. Behold, is to thee a covering of thy eyes. And all that are with thee and with all others. Thus she was reproved. The next verse. So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maid servant and the bare children. The next verse. For the Lord had first and closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. He closed all the wombs. Kakati, Abraham and
Let me give you one more scripture. Abraham, you may go back. Go, go to the book of Job now. Go to the book of Job. Go to the book of Job chapter 42, please. And let's begin from verse 7. Job, and it was so that after the Lord had spoken this was unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Tamite, my wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends, for you have not spoken me the thing that is right as my servant Job. Look how he qualifies Job, my servant. You see that? Okay, look at the next verse. Look at the next verse, please. Therefore, Take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams and go to my servant Job. And offer up for yourself a banting offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept. Lest I deal with you after you have fallen in that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right. Like my servant Job. God is getting angry about it. And says you go. Take this offering to Job. And then he added. Let Job now pray for you. For him I will accept. But not you. In every generation. In every. Every nation. There is a spiritual authority. That God. Establishes. And be very careful. Because you don't want to, to fight with God. You can fight with anyone. But not God. You can offend anyone. But not I hear in what I'm saying. It is important, beloved, here. And so, Isaac blessed Jacob. And later on, we know the discussion that happened when Esau came back and says, you know, Isaac said, I have done this for your brother. I have sustained him, me. I have realigned his posterity. I have realigned his provisions. I, your father, have done it. And then Isaac, and then Esau began to cry and says, I cannot change it. Why? Because of the words that Jesus said. Jesus said in the book of John chapter 6, that the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And if they are spirit and they are life, that means they are creative. So whatever I speak with a blessing, it will create your desired future. And that's what Jacob did. And then finally, Jesus asked the disciples, said, you want to go? And Peter answered the next verse, verse 68 and says, to where should we go? You are the words of life. 
So every word that I speak in my grace and in my anointing can give you millions of money. Or whatever it is that God lays on my heart. Paul about one. Somebody read about one. The one that I'm looking at right now. Him. I have what it takes to make you wealthy. But you have what it takes to make me happy. I that you're looking at. I may not have the but amount I of money you have. Blessing. But I have the blessing. I want you to look at a scripture. If I don't qualify this with scriptures, you may think that I'm some way off. Okay, go to 2 Corinthians. From verses 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 from verses 8. What does it say? Can you read? By honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true. Now, the apostle Paul is talking about his ministry. There are some people that dishonor us, but whichever way, we are still serving God. Then he comes to the next verse. As unknown, yet we are well known. As dying, and behold, we live as chastened and not killed. Verses 10. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, listen to what I'm going to say next. Yet making many rich. We, the apostles. Spiritual alignment and principles. When you look at me and you begin playing with things. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> that Bible you have can help you to tap into things that you do not work for. Now, Jacob, the father asked something simple, food, to release something priceless to his son. And so he did. Are you following? Now, that was a blessing that he released upon him, which realigned his destiny. And now, that is not the Abrahamic blessing. The Abrahamic blessing would come later because of the positioning. Now, and what is the Abrahamic? That is the blessing of the Messiah. Later on, Isaac would release that. Let's go to Bible now. Go to Genesis back. Back to Genesis. Genesis chapter 27 verses 46. And Rebekah said to Isaac, I'm aware of my life because of the daughters of the earth. If, if Jacob would take a wife of the daughters of earth, such of these which are not of the daughters of the land, what good shall he, shall my life to me? 
Everybody read from verse chapter 28 from verses 1. And so, and Isaac called Jacob and he blessed him. Chapter 27, it was just a blessing of the father. Are you following? Now, he's calling upon another blessing. He has another blessing that is going to And that is the Abrahamic blessing. That's the blessing of the Messiah now. Again, It was him blessing him. Now, read. Read. Yes, and he blessed him. And he said what? And charged him and said to him. Yes, and what did he say? Shall not take a wife from the daughter of uh, instructions. Yes, arise, arise. go to Padran, to, to the house of Bethlehem, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from ends of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee. Now he invokes God for the first time. Now he goes on to say, God Almighty bless thee and make thee fruitful and multiply thee. That thou must be a multitude of people. Now, verses 4 is very critical. Everybody read verses 4. May he also give you the and may he now, he reaches out in the spirit realm where that blessing was. Because now remember, Abraham is dead a long time ago. But he knew that God had released that blessing. But he was waiting for the right person to pull the blessing so that he can release it. The first blessing was me. Jacob, I've done this. He didn't say even God. The second blessing now. Because he knows that through this marriage, whatever marriage is going to take place, the lineage of the Messiah Jesus would be preserved. So he calls it now. And says, and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee, to thy seed with thee, that thou may inherit the land wherein thou art stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. Now, it goes back to Abraham now. The next verse. So Isaac sent away Jacob and went to Padan Aram and Laban, the son of Bethlehem, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob was, and Esau's mother. The next verse. When Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padan to take him away from Enz and that he has blessed him, he gave him a charge saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. The next verse. Now, I want you to read that very carefully. And that Jacob had obeyed his father. That blessing comes upon obedient lives. How much do you obey your pastor? How much do you honor your pastor? Oh, Eddie. No, 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 it's not Eddie. When he stands here, he doesn't stand as Eddie. He stands as the shepherd. He stands as a man of God. Who carries the grace. Who has the ability to realign your life. No disrespect. Because you don't have manners. 
spiritual realignment. Look at verses 10. Let's, let's wind up all this now. Verses 10. And Jacob went out of Bathsheba and went toward Haran. The next verse. He lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took off the stones of that place and put them for a pillows and lay down in the place to sleep. The next verse. And he dreamed and behold, a ladder set up on earth, and the top of it reached the heaven. And behind the, door, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. The next verse. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and God of Isaac. And the land where thou liest, to thee will I give it unto thy seed. The next verse. And thy seed shall be the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad and west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in the, uh, uh, in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now God comes himself now. Because the other two blessings had positioned him now for God to speak. And now God says, okay. Thank you for coming now. We are talking. Now, that place where he came was a very strange place because it had stones. Okay? And the Bible says, and he picked one of the stones of that place. And he used it for a pillow. Did you, did you hear that? That very place, when you read in the book of Genesis chapter 12, verses 8, that is the place where Abraham built his second altar. But the blessing now would lead him to that place. Listen what I'm going to say very carefully. Where there was a spiritual highway that Abraham had opened many years ago. And in that place, God would speak. And God will say things that he said to Abraham. Remember, Isaac did not tell him what God said. He simply raised the blessing. But now God himself would come. And God will take this young man backwards in that journey of faith. God now will confirm the blessing. Now when you see Jacob later on with money and all that and his name is changed. It has nothing to do with Jacob. It has to do with these two blessings. And out of those blessings, eventually, listen to what I'm going to say. The nation of Israel would be born up to this day. God is a God of principle. You can make your life so hard by living like a devil. That's your business. Or you can make your life so blessed 
by submitting and living according to the principles that God has. And all of us, at a certain point, we have been guilty. And somehow, we have hindered the blessing of God to flow. Now, Soko jekecho katono. Kwe, soko jekecho katono. Maloku malizachi noliokozeko. The place where it comes is a place that Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 verses 8 had erected as an altar to God. So it was a monument of faith. It was a place that he had built and it opened up the spiritual highways that anyone now who hits that place, God will speak. That anyone who touches that place, God will come. And, and, and listen, <laughs> let's go back to where so that you, you, you get what I'm saying. And in this nation called Canada, we must erect a place, an altar, that God will always speak to our young people, which may be your children or grandchildren. Because this nation, Canada, is spiritually and morally dead. And this is the place where we are raising our children and we need the hand of God. Education is not the answer. Pastor Eddie, yesterday I was watching a documentary on CBS about British Columbia. And they said last year, 2,000 people died because of drugs. Last year, 2,000 died because of drugs. And who knows, because of the COVID, how many are going to die? So we need a safe haven. We need a sanctuary. And who built the altar? Not God. It was Abraham. And so when we talk about now the community center, don't think we are not talking about simply a building. We are talking first and foremost a place that can take care of the spirits of young men and young women so that the devil does not rob their destiny. It may not matter to you now, but there will come a time. Go man, I want to be asking God, what, what, what should I do? But if we build a place, we'll always have a place where we can call upon the God of Abraham. Where we can call upon the God of Isaac. And that's what the community center is all about. And we have to fight for the birth of that place with every house that we have. With every ability that God has given us. With every grace that we have. With every resource that we have. Until that place is manifested. And we will by the grace of God. 
But how I pray that you become a part of it. By your prayers. And, and, you don't understand you the no things idea. that protect our children. Do you know what? They, they, they are voting their destiny. Don't understand the things that attack our children. One time you'll be surprised when your son brings you a, a, a yeah. Don't joke around with this stuff. <laughs> now let's go back and we finish. Because you see, spiritual alignment. <laughs> Let's go back to where we were in 28. The wali we chisechi nondola chene unya okuvoto wange mukama omukono ko ngulabye chisechi nondola Echisanganyera kukwa Echisecho Chintuseka Uwaliwa Echisechi nondola Chene unya Okufo mutuwa wake Mukama omukono po Zegulabye Echisechi nondola no, no, no. Chapter 28, what was the verse? No, 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 it was not eight. We have moved from there. Three. Huh? Three. No, we have moved from there. Was chapter 28 verses what? Huh? Verses 7? No, he had moved. Okay, we are on 11. Now let's go to verses. Uh, no, 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 no. No, we have moved from there. 14. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south, and in the and in that seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Verses 15, and behold, I am with you, and I will keep you in all the place which you will go, and I will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave you until oh, I've spoken of thee. And Jacob awaked out of the sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid. And he says, How dreadful is this place. This is no other but the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. There are no building, but there was a presence. And he says, God is in this place. And he says a few things. He says, number one, this is the house of the Lord, but also this is the way to heaven. In this place of altar, of sacrifice, of prayers. 
God is. Look at the next verse. And then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone and set it what? And set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethro or Bethel. But the name of the city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go. And will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. So that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. And he added. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. Which means I am going to endeavor to build God's house here. And all that you will give me. I shall surely bring my tithe. Surely everything that you will give me, I will deduct a tithe. How many of you are faithful in your giving here? You need to repent if you are not. I'm telling you. You see, katonda, katonda, wa no, no. God is a God of principles. If you think you're gathering up, God is going Pocket have holes in it. Everyone stand up. <laughs> Welcome into this place. So welcome into this place. Confessor. Desire to abide in the presence of your people. So we leave as we rise above, as we offer up sweet presence to your. Jacob said, this place where God has visited me. This place where I'm enriched spiritually. I have to give my tithe. I have to build this place. How many of you say that Dominion Church is a blessing to them? In one way or the other. Or maybe it's not today, but it was a blessing to you at a certain point of time. Is that true? Then turn to your neighbor with your hand lifted up and says, bring your type here. So that the place will continue to minister to many others. Are you hearing me? I'm going to call all of you to come here so that you make a commitment to pay your tithe. Come here. I'm not speaking as a pastor today. I'm speaking as a I need all of you to come to the front. 
Please come to the front. <laughs> you did not understand anything I told you. I said all of you come to the front. Amen. Amen. for not giving your tithe. A tithe is the 10% of your income. That's number one. And if you have a problem giving the 10%, God will take the 90% and you remain on the 10. Make your choice. See you. Don't play with the things of God. You, you think you can, but you can't. You're helpless. The last two years, if there's anything we have learned in the last two years, it's simply this. Life is very unpredictable. You cannot predict what will happen. Take for example, right now when you go to Ottawa, the government doesn't know what to do. Who saw that coming? Nobody. Ottawa, your name to Debbie Motoka. Ottawa is full of trucks. Windsor Bridge trucks. There's no cars coming in. 
going to if they were in Africa, there would be guns blazing already. They did not attack you, they just parked their trucks. There. Now look at, he's looking at so you. So you have to make a decision do? whether you give in, but if you give in, you are going to keep on giving in, giving in, giving in. If you say no, if Trudeau knows how to pray, is praying to his God. Because what is happening is very possible might bring the government down. He's not going to shoot them. I was listening to the news and they said, well, we, we can't do anything because we are waiting for reinforcement from where? <laughs> 14 days and there's no reinforcement. Now That's they don't know how what to do. Unpredictable. Tell your neighbor that when God put roadblocks in here, Uganda, he will put roadblocks in Uganda and here in Canada for you. And there will be roadblocks everywhere. God don't put roadblocks. Lord, do not pay your tithe. Mr. Mugans is my friend. Tell your neighbor. If you do not want God's Why you pay your tithe? Why do you pay your tithe? You're doing lots of important things. What is it that you're doing that's so important? The arm of God will <laughs> You know why? You know why? No. Even if God does not do anything, there are demons from your ancestors that are waiting to kill everything you do. And you have no power over them. God says to us in the book of Malachi, if you bring your tithe, I, Jehovah, will rebuke the devourer. There are spirits and there are demons that are simply waiting to take every penny you have. It will only take the hand of God. We have people in Uganda who are going to be able COVID. During COVID, they paid 60 million so that they can be on oxygen. When they were in the church books, they did not give anything. God took their money like that. Tell your ask your neighbor, is that what you want? Is that what you want? If that's not what you want, don't take God's money. Don't buy burgers from God's money. Don't eat burgers anymore. Don't Use God's money to buy burgers. God's money should be God's money. You know, you see. What do you know? Put your hands, uh, raise your hands up. Tell the Lord, I've been, I have been very disobedient. I've not given my tithe regularly. I have come up with this excuse and that excuse and that excuse. 
you know, I have my mother I'm taking care of. You, you can't take care of your mother. It will take the hand and the mercies of God to preserve your mother. Uh, the little money you send cannot sustain their lives. It will take prayers to bring total health and total healing, not the money. Yes, they will do something. But they can't preserve them. I said, raise your hands up. Say, God, I, I'm sorry from today. In the name of Jesus, I, I will bring my money to church. I don't have to be reminded. If I'm not able to come, at least there is a e-transfer. Let me transfer my type. So that I don't keep it in my house. It's God's money. It's not mine. Why? Because it's God that gives me the brain. It's God that gives me the sanity. It's God that gives me the wisdom. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your people. I pray that even as they walk in those principles, the grace of God will flow. The finances will flow. You will rebuke the devourer for your sake. You rebuke sickness and disease out of their lives. And you will strengthen and establish them to walk as men and women of God. But above all, people that are blessed by God. People that are raised by God. People that know the God of their salvation in the name of Jesus. And I give you praise and I give you glory. And everybody say. Now, let me read to you a scripture. Please stay there for a few minutes. Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. Wachitiwa, wachitiwa, wachitiwa. Oh, moka, maka, tonda. Wachitiwa, wachitiwa. Oh, wachitiwa, wachitiwa. Okay, Malachi chapter 3 from verse 6. He says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your father, you have gone away from my ordinances. I've not kept them. Return unto me, and I return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you said, Wherein shall we return? Question, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and in offerings. You are cursed with the curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all tithes into my storehouse. That they may meet in my house. And prove me now here, with, says the Lord of hosts. And I will not, and see if I not open up the windows of heaven. And pour out a blessing that you shall not be no room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And it shall not destroy your fruits. That's what you need. Only God. Has what it takes. But if God does not rise, all your labors will be in vain. Are you hearing me? But once you live a life of obedience, the blessing will what? Will flow over your children, over your lives, over your marriage. 
Are you hearing me, somebody? Are you hearing me, somebody? But besides that, we have to build God a what? A sanctuary. A sanctuary that is fitting to our God. And that is where the vision of the community center comes from. Now, next week, we'll take time to really talk about that. All right? Okay? All right. Now, all of you that made pledges, please fulfill your pledges. Pastor Ed's going to talk about that in a minute. But if you have not given towards this mission, amen, bring a special offering next Sunday for that. Amen. And even today, you can bring a special offering. Amen. You, you, you may go back to your, to your seats. Now, number two, on the 21st, we have a family day, right? On the 21st, right? We have a family day. Now, we will celebrate family day on the 20th in this church. Amen. All right? Now, if you have loved ones that need serious prayers, I want you to bring their pictures here. And you are going to pray for the families. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Huh? You have friends, loved ones that you want us to agree in prayer? Bring their pictures. So we are going to have an altar on Sunday to pray for families. Your mother, if that's the family you want us to pray for, we want to lift up a prayer for your children. So bring them. And we're going to have a miracle service this coming Sunday, which is the 20th. 20th. Is that clear? So we're going to have a family altar. We're going to be praying for the... Amen. Um, before Pastor Eddie comes, do you have that clip for the community center? Can you please put it on quickly? Uh-huh, sound.
Thank you, media team. Let us rise and put our hands together for what has just unfolded before our eyes, and we thank God for Amen. the man that has continually availed himself to be a blessing. And we thank you, Pastor Robert, for the blessing that you are. And uh, I pray that more and more opportunities come for people to understand the blessing that you are to this family that we call Dominion Church family. For it is true that without Pastor Robert and Pastor Rose, who knows, they would never have been such a thing as Dominion Church. For one day, they woke up and they toiled and labored and they started that thing we call now Dominion Church. That has been a blessing to many. That has been a blessing to many. Um, I myself is one of those that have been blessed. And yes, while I am here in my time, in my season, I'll give everything that I have in my spirit, in my system, in my blood, give back to in ways God has positioned you. And that is the case for every single one of you. All of you that encounter Dominion Church, it is true that you can make a difference. It is true that you can add on to what has already been built. Right, Pastor Rose? It is also true that some people come and make a commitment to taking away from what is being built. Rogers. I want to say a, a very heartfelt thank you. Uh, uh, three or four things I'm going to say, and then we share in the grace, and then we go 